do. Let's try it. Check. Hello. Ah. Hi. All right. Hi. We did it. We know how microphones work. We have a podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. This is like kind of bringing me back, Kat. Remember when we used like to do our podcast on our couch in our living room that had I no do. windows? Mm-hmm. And it was just darkness and we had to hold the microphone and I would yell at you all the time. Yeah. Because I would be like, oh, no, no, no. It's like they need to hear you. Well, no. <laughs> uh, we are the Ghouls Next Door. I'm Gabe. I'm Kat. And welcome Thanks. to Respect Women's Podcast Festival. So, <laughs> for well, I guess we could do we could start with our intro song. Yeah, if you want. Let's pretend it's not a bunch of people yeah. right now. If you guys can all pretend like you're just like wall art in our living room, that would be cool. Our own personal way of preparing is I'm going to just pretend this isn't real. Close my eyes. Disassociation. Yeah. For the win. <laughs> yes. This time. Um, so we're going to start, uh, for our live shows, we always do something a little fun. Uh, we have a very specific intro song that's different from our usual intro song. Oh, we're doing that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we always do it um, for uh, live shows, and it was uh, a song that Kat made. Well, she makes all our music. Um, yeah. That is, yeah, it's awesome, right? Uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> for our anime it. episode, our horror anime episode. So you'll hear how cool it is. Yeah, there's a little bit of a Cthulhu chant in there, so mm-hmm. if he gets summoned, it is our fault, and I'm sorry, yeah. ahead of time. Um, but we are the Ghouls Next Door, so if you are unfamiliar with us, we are a spooky edutainment podcast. Yes. We educate and we entertain because we're witty and fun. Um, <laughs> we talk about things that scare us and why they scare us. Um, we're avid horror movie, video game, comic book, books, literally any type of medium that's spooky, we are about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I wouldn't say we're experts, but we're getting there. <laughs> we we watch at least several movies a week. Yeah. So. Movies shows. It's basically there's just like random screenings thrown in there. Mm-hmm. It's just yes. spooky all the time. Yeah. I don't know what laughing is anymore. <laughs> Are we changed? <laughs> Maybe. Is it for the better? 
I think so. Um, But uh, we tend to do uh, series. So this year we've done series. So we've done New Year, New Me, Mm -hmm. uh, where we talked about like body modification and like who you are on social media because it's different. And we've done Romance Gone Wrong. Mm -hmm. We've talked about vampires and how they're bad for you, Buffy. (laughs) Just learn a lesson, right? Like two, really? Um, And then... Recently, we did foreign horror films, so we got to dive into different cultures, right? And then we did Apocalypses, which was super fun. We got to see all the different ways that we are going to inevitably die. And there's a lot of ways. Um, yeah. <laughs> we can tell you it's all not about like it. if, it's when. <laughs> One of them will happen. If, yeah. Honestly, it seems like quite a few at the same time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, because they kind of relate to each other. Yeah. But that's not the topic for today. No. So we're doing a representation (laughs) series, and this is kind of on par with that, right? So for this month and next month, we're doing representation of certain communities in horror. So we are talking about um, last week was sex workers, this week was black women, next week is Latinx with Sergio over here Mm -hmm. (laughs) working the board. Uh, We're going to talk mental illness and disability and all that. It's going to be super fun. But today, we are talking about the scariest topic of them all. Mm-hmm. Children. <laughs> yes. So who here, <laughs> who here has children? <laughs> Some of you brought them with them. Ooh, with you. Sorry. Welcome. Doesn't look good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are really scary. <laughs> you ever think about it? You're just like, you see a kid in a horror movie, you're like, really? What's going to happen now? What, what are they going to do? Tangled web are we going <laughs> To trap ourselves in in attempts to save this tiny person (laughs) who cannot defend themselves. So we have to. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kat, you work with children. I do. That's my day job. Uh, I work with a lot of children every single day, Um, which honestly, going in line with a lot of what we're going to talk about today, the scariest thing about them is that they can just so easily be taken from this world. And it is my sole job to protect them at all moments. And if anything happens to them, it is 100% my fault and I'm fired. So even if I'm not in the room, because I'm in charge of the whole time. So like my staff do something, fired. Like it's, yeah. And also then you just got to live with the fact that like a little kid got hurt and it was kind of your fault. So yeah. Working We're with kids is scary because about- you're scared they're going to hurt themselves because they want to. That's all they, that's their thing. <laughs> yes, they are always wanting to endanger themselves. So we uh, separate our show into sections, um, and we separate those by these really fun interludes that Kat created. Again, she makes all her music, so if you dig it, she does it. Um, so here's I one. I don't have any We're more time, gonna- though. Don't ask for them. <laughs> We're-, <laughs> We're not going to sing to this one. It's real quick, but... staticky drums or whatever. Yeah, so I can't gonna... make music that's not like glitching mildly uncomfortable because I find it really fun. <laughs> so Kat, why don't you tell us why kids are scary? Um, yeah, so I have a very long list of reasons why kids are scary. There's actually a lot of articles written about like the, the things that people find the most terrifying and children is usually on that top 10 list, even if it's not at the top of that list because you know snakes exist or uh, spiders, spiders 
clowns. Yeah, all those things. Um, they're usually on the list, though, so that's kind of like the focus here. Uh, but the reason kids are scary is because like the dodo bird, they are trying to die at all times. Like they're just, they walk, they don't know what fear is. They don't know what physics are. They don't know what mortality is. So they're just like, I wonder if I drop this out of a window, if it'll fall. It does. Cause I did that as a child. I remember I got a Game Boy Advance and I was oh, so no. excited and I like to stick my hand out the window to test God. And, um, <laughs> I was like, I wonder what would happen if I drop this Game Boy. Like, would it actually fall? Like, everyone tells me it's gonna fall, but I've never actually seen it happen. So I need to test this thing. I dropped this like brand new, oh. I don't know what money was at that time. So it was probably like a hundred something bucks out of my moving car window. And I had to explain why I did it. And I didn't know. I was just like, I wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> And that's what kids do. It's all the time. Yeah, they're like, what does this button do? Yeah, and the reason that they're scary is the biggest thing is we're really insecure about our abilities as adults and as humans to even, like, survive ourselves that we're, like, going to be able to protect this child. Yeah. Or at least that's, like, my whole thing. It's like, oh, my God, I ate ramen twice this week. How am I going to feed a child? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know... Who, who's I definitely supposed have to teach feeling. you? Like, there's books, but it's all different every time. There are times when I just have to drag myself out to do, like, basic, like, errands to go get, like, food or just take care of myself. And I'm like, ooh, this is a bad time. Like, let's just hope this doesn't happen to anyone else. Yeah, no, me left unattended is just like, I'm sitting in a room. I'm not going to go. Who cares if I go outside today? And then you come home and you're like, Kat, Did why you is go it dark in today? here? Why is it dark? And I'm like, I don't know. TV. And then, yeah, so it's like, I, we're all kind of scared that we're not going to be able to take care of ourselves, let alone another human being, because children specifically, for like the first two to five years of their life are extremely helpless. They need you for everything. They don't have the ability to fend for themselves. And we see this innocence in the same level of incompetence. Like they can't do it because they're too young and they just don't know. And we, it's our job to teach them. And if they get to an adult person... They grow up and they haven't learned all these things. Whose fault is it? It's not the kids. No pressure. It's us. It's totally cool. You got it. They can't wipe their own butts or understand the complexity of, of morality or mortality. And, you know, it's the permanence of it. They just don't know. So they're still figuring that out. And that gets played upon a lot of media because the whole thing is you're following that kid into the abandoned building because you're like, oh, my God, why? Where's your parent? I don't know. I need Am to help I your you. Parent? Oh no! Now you poor I'm your thing. <laughs> I'm your parent now, and it's like you don't you you feel this natural need as an adult human to protect the smaller humans, or at least you kind of should. If you don't, I don't know. Uh, but like the expectation is that is by surviving as long as we have, we should know what we're doing. We've through natural selection, we've survived this long. We clearly like have an idea of what's going on. Yes. Um, and we're supposed to teach them, and we're very insecure that they are going to figure out we don't know what we're doing and call us on it. And then that's, like, the big thing, because then they're younger. They're going to grow up and be smarter and stronger and all those things because we age. And as they get better, we get worse. Yes. And it's just, like, they're going to take over and take vengeance on us for not doing it right. We they're going to tell us how bad of a job we did. Just in mortality like that. Just yeah really put me in a good cheery mindset right now that I'm aging. I don't want to remember. Let's all remember we just <laughs> learned how to take breaths. Let's all do that. Right? But that makes me think of um, one of my favorite quotes by uh, John Steinbeck, 
mm-hmm. uh, in East of Eden, which is essentially just like when your kids find out that you are not a god, right? Like that you're <laughs> just a person and you're going to make mistakes, you're going to mess up and you're just doing stuff. And they're, it's just like the gods have fallen, right? And they're just like, screw you, dad. You're telling I don't me, care. You can't tell me what to do. You don't I'm understand gonna, me. I'm going to grow up and be like that. Oh, no, that's later. That's later when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, no. I'm the same. It happens. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do some audience participation. Ooh, because so they're a live show and there's people here. So by a show of hands, how many of you feel like you know exactly what you're doing with your life and that with that, you are totally 100% capable of taking care of yourself and probably other humans? Like, you just, you have no doubts. Listeners uh, who are not here, this is a resounding zero. I'm very, I'm happy <laughs> oh, I didn't have one, to tell anyone one. they were a liar. Two? All right, all confidence. Right, all right, all right. Mostly? Mostly. Mostly. Sort. You're making it, right? It's still alive, so. You got a good track record. <laughs> he's one, alive, right? So that's already significantly better than he's ever been. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the whole idea is that we're constantly trying to show that, like, they can't know we don't know what we're doing. And that's, like, what you see a lot in films is, like, you have to be strong for this child. You have to go rescue this child who you just met. You have no (laughs) emotional attachment to, but you're running into Silent Hill land to save this baby. And, like, (laughs) the only reason you're doing it is because, like, you're just inherently, like, oh, I should be able to do this. It's okay. I am an adult. It's totally fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're also scared that once they find out, they're going to take us over. Well, we're getting mad. That's just kind of how time works. Eventually, they do take over. You said you were going to do it, and you didn't. Now you just. Oh, no. Vengeance. There you go. No. Well, uh, eat from this cliff. Thanks, Kat. That's so cheery and fun. I tend to be. We're always that. Well, my, so Kat usually tackles our history or psychology of why things are scary. And then I tell you what's happening on the screen and what they're used for, their tools, right? So for kids, they are one of three things when they appear in a horror movie, right? So one, they could be the harbingers of doom, right? They're Mm -hmm. the, I see dead people, right? Or the, they're here. Right? Mm-hmm. Poltergeist, you guys are getting this, right? <laughs> There's essentially this idea that children being so young and not having a full grounded idea of what the world is supposed to be are more they susceptible. Don't have, <laughs> don't have jobs. They don't have responsibilities. They can, you know, just imagine what's happening in the world. They have the freedom to dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got dream of time. ghosts in my house. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Uh, they, so they are more susceptible to the influences of the supernatural or spiritual, right? So ghosts are always like talking to them. And they're like, my friend who like isn't real, but is like an 80 year old woman, Gladys. And it's just like, then you look up the history of the house and you're like, Gladys used to live here. <laughs> and you're like, how did they know? And it's just like, Gladys is sad. And it's like, oh, what can we do for Gladys to be happy again? Oh dear. <laughs> And so it's just like they are able to see because they're they're more accepting of it, right? People like how many people in horror movies or ghost movies are always like absolutely adamantly opposed to what's happening in their house until it's too late, until the the, the bed is all the way up off the ground. It's usually and shaking those 30, 40 somethings who are like, I've <laughs> I don't believe in these things anymore. I have aged. 
Yes, just so no one feels like that's where we are. So it's, it's <laughs> you got to put it in perspective. Yeah. Yes. Like it's essentially um, just an openness and a willingness. Right. So then they go in and tell us and literally anything a kid says sometimes if they say it in the right voice or have the of a misunderstanding of what real world life is, things can sound really creepy, right? Yeah. Like even just imaginary friends are scary. When well, I was little, you're, you're, I had think an imaginary there's friend. There's things that are there that are not there. Did you have an imaginary friend growing up? No. But. <laughs> okay. I did like pretend the things like my toys were alive. Yeah. 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 They I weren't like friends, but I would like have beanie babies that I would like pretend were. Here. Okay. Yeah. Like I'd ha I'd have to take baby with me, which is the name of my bear. Uh huh. Or he would know and be upset. Like he would be missing me while I was gone. So that I makes would sense. put human emotions onto inanimate objects. I don't do that now. I'm normal. Mm, all right, I'll believe you right now. It's just our cats. I don't at I all. I pretend that her. they have human emotions. They do. I <laughs> had I had imaginary friends growing up. Uh, for people who don't know in the audience, one of the moms next door is here. We have one right front up row front. Front row and center. <laughs> if you want to hear from the moms next door about how scared we were when we were children, uh, they are in episode 20 uh, to mm -hmm. talk about why we were just like, the worst kids and terrified of everything and they traumatized us and we're like thanks um for the you, better Mom. we're funny now <laughs> yeah, yes they made us this way um my imaginary friend uh turned out to be real <laughs> so his name was ricardo and it was like you had to set out like a place setting for him and i like talked to him he was my best friend and then it turned out there was like a kid down the street that was like significant older than me that was named ricardo and my mom didn't know and then later like this kid runs up and is like i'm ricardo nice to meet you and she was like what <laughs> did my daughter bring you here like did she dream you up what is her magical powers we'll she's like quick, the place quick your the new table. imaginary friend is a million dollars go <laughs> Well, I'll set a plate right now. Every day, because he's set real. several plates. Yeah, so kids, <laughs> kids say the darndest things. So they are, they are the harbingers, so they're the ones telling you that something's going on, right? They are also the MacGuffin, right? So they are the excuse for going into the haunted house, right? Mm -hmm. If anyone's driving and you see um, a questionable creature throwing a bag down, uh, <laughs> what, what was it? I forget what it was in Jeepers Creepers. It's just like a shoot. Like, yeah. And they're like, let's go Murder check it out. Shoot. Any normal person wouldn't have checked it out. <laughs> but if you were like there and you saw a child that's going and checking it out, you'd be like, wait, okay, hold on, oh, child. Let baby. me fix Come. you. <laughs> hold on. So they get you into those compromising positions, right? Because you want to protect them. And then mm -hmm. it turns out that they were like an illusion or a just honestly a tool to get you into the spooky place like in Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's literally the only reason that guy went in there. And it was the worst kid in horror movies. They're always the most annoying. And it's just like, do we need to go and get him? Yes. <laughs> do we, are we sure? Because we can they just will make validate the one. fact we haven't failed at our lives as if we save these children. That's if anyone watches The Babadook, it makes you yes. really realize that it's okay if you don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, you have to watch, or no, is married, never mind, clown, because if you get married, then they eat your kids. Yes. So it doesn't, you don't want either. But Timmy um, was also a problem in that film. Yeah. But well, all Timmy's die. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, uh, if they are not leading you to your death or warning you about your death, which is imminent always, uh, they are the killer, right? They are possessed by some force and are terrifying in some way, right? Um, yeah. 
representing that whole innocence loss. That is the, you have failed to protect them and now you are like reaping the consequences. Yeah. So you think like uh, Exorcist. Mm -hmm. What's her name? I, I forget. Know. Someone are. Oh my God. I'll remember one day. Reagan, thank you. Uh, you get 10 points for whatever house you are in Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Reagan from Exorcist or just like any spooky kid that just like isn't quite right. The omen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Damien, mm -hmm. this is for you. And it's just like, does it, like, no more for Damien. Damien gets no more. He's Here, cut He has off. a really nice house. He doesn't need He sacrifice. doesn't need anything else. Yeah, so those are generally what I would say are what you see in film. You get three reasons to be there in horror, and if you're not doing that, then it's like the whole time people are wondering if you're going to be that, though, right? Like, we don't really trust children. Yeah, and, and it's for just, good reason. It really just plays into that, like, subconscious fear, because, like, it's one, a child is something you're not expecting to be evil, and you're expecting them to need protection and to need, like, support from you, and then when they're not needing of that support, but also like have more strength than you expect them to, or they say something really scary, or they're the villain, then it's just so like jarring because you're not expecting it to take that turn and it just gets real uncomfortable and everyone's upset. Yeah. Because your kid is like, they're little, they're, That's they're, your they're part person. of you. Yeah, That's your like thing. they're your person. And now they're like attacking you and you just didn't even kind of see that coming. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's so upsetting. And it's just such a loss of innocence, right? Like, mm -hmm. when you see that, it's just kind of like, now we are all hopeless, right? Like, mm -hmm. what do we all have to do if my one done. little beautiful kid is now, like, spinning her head around and <laughs> vomiting, like, a bunch, and I can't do anything because the, the priest is, like, full of flies and sweaty, and it's just like, what are we even doing? Yeah, and uh, Gabe, if I could borrow your phone. The <laughs> sure. Thanks. Oh, can you? Oh, wait, no. Just, I needed it to be the other thing. You need to do this? Yes, thank the you. The secret password of I'm using Michael. a phone that's not mine as my script. I won't so, tell everyone uh, your secrets. There's a really great quote that kind of talks about this. So Ooh. the film theorist Mary Jackson once stated, not surprisingly, in the run of Child as Monster films, frequently, the real point is not the evil of the children. Often it's the victims of demonic possession themselves, um, but rather, or the blah, blah, blah. Often, the victims of demonic possession themselves, but rather the ineffectiveness of the family, church, and state, America's most highly valued institutions to guard themselves against the deception of impending destruction. Yeah, because it's like, if you mess up your kid, like, in a normal way, like, you could mm -hmm. probably get away with it for a while until, like, at least a certain age, and then you're like, ooh, I didn't teach him, like, to do that thing. But if your kid is, like, they don't possessed, it's like, now everyone knows you messed up. Yeah. That's There's no the hiding her. You can't just like dress her up and she's like at church. <laughs> like she can't even get in there. Like it's yeah. they're gonna know. They're gonna be like, no, I don't think like we're whispering about you in the town. So it's yeah. just a blatant just like reminder of like you did a bad job. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we are a media analysis podcast, so we do watch things or read things or view things uh, beforehand. Got it. So we, uh, <laughs> we watched some films. So 
So I wanted to, again, just for anyone who, who, who's new, who came in or forgot, uh, my mom is here. <laughs> I just love him. It's like, got him. <laughs> all those years. <laughs> all this time. And the reason why I want to shout is that we picked a very specific film for mm-hmm. you, Mother. We chose, so we got two films here. One was really fun, one was treacherous. <laughs> one was a lot of work for us to get through. We watched, from 1984, Children of the Corn. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's an affectionate term that my mother would use when she would write us notes, like she would go to work and she'd be like, you got dinner in the oven, it'd be like, Children of the Corn. <laughs> and I was like, why, why would you want that? <laughs> They murdered the adults. Like, what are you, are you hinting at something? Do we need to talk? She's saying that she's Isaac. <laughs> so, no. She's leading the she's child like, I'm army. I'm watching you, Malachi. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I mean, I was like, I think Gabe. I'm pretty nice. Like, I don't feel like I'm murderous. Are you trying to tell me something? So we watched Children of the Corn. How many people here have watched Children of the Corn? Nice. Yes. It is a classic. It is based on a Stephen King short uh, story. I was like, film, book, what does he do? Uh, short story. Uh, it apparently has had at least five <laughs> different sequels, sequels yeah. uh, which is way, like one I've was already them, a lot. I, I saw the one. And if, I was like, that's enough. So, in ah. a sci-fi channel remake, because we needed that. <laughs> Big surprise. It was awful. awful. Excellent. Um, For anyone who has not seen it, it is about a young couple who is trapped in a remote town where a dangerous religious cult of children believe everyone over the age of 18 must be killed, uh, essentially to satisfy he who walks among the rows. So the corn demon. The corn demon. He gives you corn, you murder people. That is my new metal arrangement. I am now Only a, part a child of corn would be demon. like, that seems like a really great deal. Kill my parents? They're for annoying. Corn? They're annoying. It's fine. What's corn? I love it. <laughs> that's you don't even cool. digest it properly. It's not a <laughs> don't. They don't know. That's not the vegetable of choice to murder for. I, what I want to know is like, why is it on the kids <laughs> that this responsibility is having, right? Because it's like there's a drought in the town bef- in the beginning, and that's why like it's like this the eerie, like yeah, before times, or it's like music is playing, they're in the diner, and the parents are like eating, and you see the kids just come in like r- like really sketchy, like they're not even pretending to be cool, they're like looking at people like, hey, Mr. Johnson, remember when you yelled at me to get off your lawn? I'm just gonna sit right next to you. Oh, don't mind this knife. I just wanna cut my corn. And it's like you don't even expect it even then. They're, they're literally murdering you, and you're like, this isn't. Wait, I'm what? Not, this isn't. I'm gonna wake Jimmy. up in a second. It's fine. Just let it happen. And, and it's like, no, you're definitely. It's this is real. Yeah. Kids are scary, apparently. Well, it's like the town is in a drought, so they should have corn. It should be like stocks and stocks of corn, but it's dead. And it's very clear that there's like newspapers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Isaac, this incredibly creepy kid in He's quotation marks. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers from 1984. So you had time. Um, they, uh, he gets a message. It's just like, all the kids have to kill the parents because it's our obligation to then, now the corn is alive again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is starring um, one of Kat's favorites. 
Don't don't do that because um, I just know that she's Sarah Connor. Yeah, well, that's all we and need I to forget say. Her real name. <laughs> Sarah Connor. Yeah. She's in there and she's done dirty. Uh, she is with her boyfriend. I want to say his name is like Jimmy or something. It's awful. Craig. No, it's no. not Craig. Craig was supposed to be Malachi's name. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's like Jimmy or something awful. And he is there for his like medical degree or whatever. And he don't want it's kids. all about him. He doesn't want kids. He doesn't care what she says. He tells her to shut up. She wants to call the cops after they hit a child. And he's like, let's just put it in the trunk. What do we need to talk about this for? Let's just go. And she's like, I think we should probably do something, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a... Yeah, it's... I just want to deal with a lot of, like, gaslighting and mansplaining, but then also, like, kids murdering people, and it takes a really long time, and then suddenly demons are there. That's what the movie is. It's fun. It's good to watch with a group of people and yeah. just laugh at it for like a while. Like, for nostalgia's sake. Yes, yeah. Cause, yeah. And I, I just really like the twist at the end and the fact that it was real. Mm-hmm. That he who walks among the stalks Rose. of rows of corn. Yeah. <laughs> he could just be like, Bob. Well, that's the whole thing with, like, the, uh, we just saw a movie recently. Uh, ready or not. Ready or, that's a big spoiler. You oh, can't say that. Okay, never mind. Because <laughs> that's um, in theaters right now. So we're not going right, to say what happened. say that. But, like, <laughs> that, you know... There's spoilers. I'm going to stop saying words. Continue. Yes. We also watched Insidious. We did watch Insidious. How many people watch Insidious? Less. Ooh. Insidious is so good. Let it's me just say fun. that. It is really fun. It holds up. It's from 2010, which sounds like I'm, like that's not very far before. <laughs> like I graduated high school in 2010. So, yeah. But I'm old now, so it's fine. Uh, just like this film. But it, it definitely holds up. It's super fun. It has a lot of good spooks and scares. Um, but essentially, this like kid is, goes into a coma. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he can like dream sleepwalk to another plane. And mm-hmm. this very helpful psychic medium woman comes in. And she does like all this spooky stuff. And she's just, like sketching this monster and all this stuff. And then... The dad is like incredulous and he's like, I don't believe you. And then he goes in the room and he sees on the wall that the kid has like essentially drawn out this entire story of like what has happened to him. Like he fell asleep and then when he's asleep, he dream walks, he goes to the place, here's a scary demon. And the, that makes the dad go, oh, she must be for real. But and it's I, like that lady was just in that room. She definitely just looked at those and was like, yes. This is what it is. And then you believe it now. And then he's like, I'll go to sleep now. It's cool. And so, it, but what the kid in this film so in the other one we have kids who are the psycho killers we also have the kids (laughs) who are also uh just like the harbingers who are trying to tell them like don't come in here sarah connor you keep making bad decisions about men and she's like i don't care um (laughs) i'm gonna have the son who's gonna save the future so many yep. problems, so many problems. Uh, and in this one, it's just this kid who tries to warn them in some way, ends up being the, the MacGuffin for why they go to the dangerous areas. But there's mm-hmm. also a really creepy kid who, sing, who dances to that. He's like a ghost, and he's dancing to the that really old song. It's yeah. like, hey, It reminds me of SpongeBob, specifically. Yes, it does. Yeah. It has a SpongeBob theme. But yeah, like so the first one is the whole, you don't know your kids and they're, going to murder you for your incompetence. Uh, The second one is you have failed to protect the baby because in his dreams he wanders and that's the only place that you cannot go to. Yes. It it goes to the same thing as like Freddy Krueger. It's like the one place I can't. We're sleeping. It's supposed to be the time where everything turns off but it's like no. Yeah. There's a whole other world. 
Yeah, we also do a section where we recap all of this stuff. This Which is... will probably be like one second long, but it's okay. We still... Yeah. <laughs> Feelings, okay. <laughs> Doing the breathing thing again. So we always have a rating system of some kind mm -hmm. that we make up on the spot. And I always forget that in live shows, it's a little more pressure <laughs> yeah. to figure it out. Well, I already have one for if it's bad. Okay, what is it? Craig. Craig. If it's bad, character Craig. that played Malachi was supposed to be named Craig. Yeah. So all the kids in Children's Corner have just like biblical names, ridiculous. like Job, Malachi, Isaac. I forget what the girl's name was. Um, Mary, probably. I'm just not going to be scared of Craig. So yeah, like, it's just... but the, in the book, his name was Craig. Malachi's name was Craig. They'd be like, Malachi, would be like, Craig. And he'd be like, what? Yeah. Craig what? So I feel like Craig should be bad. Be like, Outlander. And we're like, go away, Craig. No one wants you here. <laughs> You're um, the Outlander. <laughs> Malachi is so homely, it's really sad. I know, but the name kid. is great. Yes. Um, so Craig is, if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. If you do like it, it's uh, don't have kids. <laughs> no, have a bunch of them. Have a bunch. And then, be so and then busy, odds are in your favor that at least one of them was okay. Yeah. So, all right. So if you like it, it's have a bunch of kids for collateral. And if you don't, then you, it's Craig. So, Kat, yeah. for the topic of children and why they're scary in films and otherwise in real life. Uh, I love it. I definitely thought, I was not expecting to be like the psychological reason to why we're scared of them to be as interesting as it was. Because I was like, I didn't even think of that. That's definitely true. We all feel like we're going to fail all the time. It's like a big point of anxiety for me specifically. And I was like, yeah, that maybe was why kids are scary. And then I was like, ah, oh, it's really, and then the movies were fun. Yeah. yeah. I would say, yeah, have a bunch of kids because I'm just honestly terrified of children. Just like, so we can all be out in the open. I feel like we're a family now. Uh, I'm just terrified. There was like, when I first got to Philly, there was like this news story about these children who like beat a woman with a brick and it was like in oh, my yeah, neighborhood. Stories, yep. And I was just like, oh, right, yes, children terrify me. Even at like Philly Cam where I work, the youth program, they'll like come down and ask me stuff and I'm like, oh, here you go. <laughs> like, I do not want to mess you up, go. And they'll be like, Miss Gabe, I'm like, what? What is this that you could possibly need from me? My name. It's <laughs> Can any other, is there an adult here? Can an adult, adult assist? Um, I'm like, Ariel, help. Um, <laughs> and they're so tall. I'm such a small person. They're, so, they're like, I'm 16. And I'm like, <laughs> and you need a charger? I don't have, I, I'll give you Gabe, mine. If it, if it makes you feel better when I worked in elementary schools, which I mean, I still kind of do. Uh, fifth grader was taller than me and helped me put paper in a closet because he's like, Oh, Miss Cat, you seem like you're having a tr hard time there. <laughs> I am a giant. Let me first take this shot of whiskey and then. No, he's underage. It's the whole thing. 
it's a lie. It's just like Isaac. He's really 23. Yeah. And he's doing that. Yeah. And then I think for these films, I think one Insidious really holds up and it's super fun. I recommend it. Mm -hmm. Insidious one and two, I heard three and four were not great. So, but the first two are really fun. Lots of jump scares. If you yes. like those. Binge them. Come watch them with us. And then Children of Corn, again, watch it with a bunch of people or just not at all. It's fine. Yeah. But thank yeah. you so much for coming out. Yes. Everyone. We are the ghouls next door. You can... <laughs> You Thanks. can applaud. We'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts at. We're on Spotify, Stitcher. We're on iTunes. If you do have an iTunes account, please leave a rating. Please. Uh, it helps for some reason. Please. Uh, they're like, oh, people like them. Uh, you can look at us at thegoalsnextdoor.com. It's a really cool website we created and put money into. And if you have any questions or have any ideas for topics that you'd love us to cover, you can just email us at thegoalsnextdoor at gmail.com. I also have business cards if you want to catch us and we have stickers up here they're bad but they're here we made them so you can just stick them on the thing i get a teacher's discount <laughs> at ac more <laughs> yeah we make out we're totally diy so thank you guys so much you are now officially in our basement because that's how it works when you guys attend one of our shows so you are a ghost in our basement forever for all your life so Slash thanks school scouts next door you yes <laughs> school scouts thank you <laughs>